All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Limitless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Ryan. Today, I have Dr. Masa, who is an expert in psychology, a master's in social work from UCLA. She is really providing keen insights into a person's psyche, going from their inner child uh, to understanding their limiting beliefs and really peeling back the layers of that buzzword that a lot of people like to use understanding people's model of the world and creating breakthroughs and epiphanies so people can live their best life, their self-actualized life, uh, their highest life, and and not having to rely on just treating the, the, the symptoms of all these things, but actually un- uncoding the underlying DNA of why this person is who they are and how they can be better. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week create legacy building wealth and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD. My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. Dr. Masa, welcome to the show, and I'm so excited you're here. Dr. Raya, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here, and thank you, and dear listeners and viewers, hello, it's good to be here. You're a, a really accomplished person in terms of really becoming a master of anxiety and how that impacts uh, you know, people, depression, but really you're going peeling back the layers and learning about a person's inner child and how it impacts relationships. But before we go there, I want to ask about your inner child. How do, what impacted you? What created the Dr. Masa that's being on this podcast today? You know, I, my story is an interesting one. I, a lot of times I feel like the path I took was set up for me. I feel like I was a therapist from the time that I was very young. You know, I was the kid who would always find the kids who are being marginalized, mistreated, dismissed, and find a significant empathy and care for them. I think one of the first experiences I had that really set me up on this path was the fact that I was in second grade and this girl I was playing with was running ahead of me. And I fell and everybody in the school, we fell right in front of the principal's office. And the principals, the teachers, everybody started to come and yell at her for pushing me. And I was so taken back. I was like, she couldn't have possibly pushed me. She was in front of me. But they were so adamant that she was a bad kid, that she was traumatizing me, that she was pushing me, that she was doing this. And in the classroom, I saw her. I walked into the classroom. I needed some band-aids. And I saw her curled up in a corner. And the other kids standing in front of her blaming her. And I just remember standing in front of her and starting to speak very loudly. She couldn't have pushed me. This is impossible. This is unacceptable. I fell and I looked at her and I saw the helplessness and the rage. To this day, I feel it to the core of me. And that was the moment I was like, this is not okay. And I will not stand for this. We were friends. And now looking back, I think she was very much abused. She had a lot of behavioral issues. And I can understand from the perspective of the teachers how they had labeled her. But I think that was the thing that pushed me to always search for the true person beyond the actions. 
and, and tell, tell me about your experience in Iran and how that influenced you. You know, it was an interesting life in Iran. Iran is a very cultured, civilized society, unlike what is seen. You know, we are very progressive. We are very open-minded. We are very inclusive within our people. We are very hospitable. Education is huge. Helping others is huge. Standing for what's right is very important. But we have a regime that has taken a religion, whether accurately or not, I'm not religious, but has taken a religious and has used it as a mode of power and suppression and doing whatever it can to eliminate, and I literally mean eliminate opposition at any cost. So growing up, the kidnappings, the torture, the Kids coming home from having been, you know, taken away and killing themselves. Our neighbor did that. Wasn't something that was unusual. It happened. We were aware of it. But it has gotten to such a like hundredfold more at what's happening now. The women we have and the men that we have and the children we have now protesting the way they do, the courage that they have is not something we had when we were growing up. But we truly grew up with this duality of how people can be and how cruel they can be and who you are supposed to be despite of that. You know, so there's a real sense of rebelliousness and shooting for the stars and believing in your dreams and paying back every opportunity you're given that is in our DNA. So let's let's talk about, um, you know, a lot of the physicians who listen to this podcast they're highly successful. They're they're very entrepreneurial. They they want to do a lot of big things, but inside each one of them has an inner child. Can you sort of unravel the layers of these highly successful people that sometimes make their way into your office, and what what surprising things do you find out about them? I think one of the most important things is that they have tried therapy before and have reached this kind of glass ceiling. They feel like that's it. That they couldn't have gone further or the therapists have felt short of taking them further. They have the tools, they have the skills, they know how to. Let let me clarify my question, Dr. Masa. I wanted to know like these people who are so driven and so very successful and they really wanted to achieve a lot in life. Sometimes something inside of them is either uh not lacking or perhaps they did not have the love of their parents or something that the positive side effect of that is obviously the drive that was created but tell me about the sort of the trauma or the perhaps the uh, not uh not the healing that may have never happened that may they may still hold inside of them let's unpack that a little bit the trauma that i see is being unhappy being truly unfulfilled, being successful in a lot of areas, but not feeling felt, heard, and understood by those closest to them. Feeling the need to provide and take care of and attend to everybody else, but not themselves. Sometimes working till, you know, whenever, but not taking the moment to care for what's important to them. You know, to be able to enjoy life. You know, I just had a conversation with a client, super successful, 
that I asked him, okay, what, why do you live? And he said, well, to provide for my family. And I said, would your family be happy if you weren't around? You know, if you gave your family a billion dollars, would they give you up? And he was taken back. A lot of times we don't think about let, what we let, Let's stop that right there, uh, Dr. Masa. That was an amazing question. So say that again. Say that question again. Well, he had just came out of the hospital. So I had to really shake him up. Because yeah, he was ready but, to go back to work, all that. But ask, but ask that question again. And I want to, I want you guys, listen to this question. I said, if we were to give your family a billion dollars and ask to give you up, now they're going to be set for generations. Will they let you go? Will they be happy as you wish? He said, I want my family to be happy. I can provide for them. And he was taken back and he said, no. And I said, exactly. There's nothing in the world that replaces you and that authentic, real relationship and what you mean. No amount of money or success will ever take away what a look, a touch, a sense of comfort and understanding can replace. You know, uh, we're also driven, you know, in the physician profession, I think, Obviously, we got into it because we really wanted to care for patients and things like that. But due to the current flavor of medicine, I believe, uh, I think uh, we're really pushed to our edge of what's possible in terms of uh, work-life balance, burnout, autonomy, things like that. So when you're talking about not feeling heard or felt or understood, not having self-care built into our day, did they, the loss of our passions in the in the pursuit of financial peace and not really enjoying our life that that's probably led to a lot of frustration in in the physician population uh, and, and in, uh, in other high achieving professions um what are one how 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 would one one identify that they're actually undergoing this number two what are the strategies that they can do on their own and number three when they're seeking help what what can potentially happen when they do seek help? So, you know, uh, a lot to unpack there. Definitely. So starting with how can one know this is happening? I have a, my husband says I can go very dark, so I'm going to give you a warning. But imagine you're on your deathbed right now and you're looking back at your life. Do you have any regrets? Is there anything you wish you have done differently? Are you happy with the quality of the life you lived? Not the choices you made, but the quality of the life you lived. Was it a life worth living for you? Not everybody else. I know you take care of everyone. But for you and your own self and the child you once were, have you lived your best life? That's number one. How do we see, and I think your next question was about how to help yourself, and how we see ourselves is to really ask ourselves questions, truly look inside, and without judgment, without fear, without any sort of filter, ask this question of, am I truly happy? If I think about my happiest moment in my childhood, and what that feeling was, do I feel that happiness and freedom? Do I feel that childlike joy, that innocence? And if the answer is no, then there's something to be worked on. 
And a lot of it is this authentic, real conversation with yourself. Now, I feel like in this day and age, sometimes we're pulled away from our authenticity. We learn to put on all these masks and ways of being. That's why I say go back to that child you once were, that one inside, that sense of vulnerability. Say, are you okay? What do you need? What's missing? What's hurting you? What do I need to do differently? What do you desire? What do you wish for? We doubt that judgment, that question, that discipline, that this is what you need to do. We are acknowledging and grateful of how driven you are. This is why you are who you are and you are where you are, but you have achieved that. Now you deserve happiness. Now you deserve to reap the benefits of all that hard work. Going into therapy, right? Going into this higher level, really reflective therapy means to accept that at first it's going to be uncomfortable, right? You have to come to be willing to build this relationship. I have this four-phase model that I go through. The first step is that I have to prove to you that I'm worthy of your trust. You know, I have to show you that I can, that I'm competent and capable of carrying you through these difficult phases. So this first establish is really establishing that trust and connection where you truly feel safe with me. You know, then we start this collaboration and collaborative work of understanding who you are and why you are the person you are. How the things that are happening now relate to the past. So we're not going to sit there and look at your past and just comb through it. Neither are we going to start with the now. The material we're working on is in the now, but it has information in the past that we're going to titrate to. We're going to go back into check-in and come back. And through that, we understand your internal working model, and we get a chance to grieve what didn't get to be grieved, to be understand what didn't get to be understood, to give expression to what couldn't be expressed, and in essence, heal and then gain a different perspective, a perspective a child couldn't have had, but an adult can. From there, then, is this idea of now transformation. Now that you're freed from those pools of the past, you have this new understanding of yourself, finding out who you can become. And that's where the relief comes from and tremendous success. That's awesome. Um, I want to reiterate this, uh, uh, Dr. Masa's four-step strategy, really. It's, you know, making sure that the person you're working with, you have safety, trust, and competency. Number two is really self-excavation and really Focusing more on the present, but realizing that there's undertones from the past that influence the present. Uh, finally, healing, understanding, expressing things that were never done, and then using those feelings for a, a fresh perspective. And then finally, being open for that transformation, which is beautiful. Now, you've used the word coaching in the pa- in some of the conversations we've had, even in the green room, and you've had used the word you know therapy and treatment. Can you sort of give your impression of both of those words and maybe help the audience understand. Absolutely. So 
Well, my husband and I is a life and ADHD coach and I'm a therapist. And we created Heal and Thrive because we need the healing. And that's, I feel like, is the therapy piece that really help you understand and learn about yourself and grieve what's to be grieved. But you need the coaching to put these knowledge into actual practical ways of being, you know, to be able to transform how you act in the world. So therapy is very conceptual. Coaching is very practical. Mm. Coaching is behaviorally based when therapy is very emotionally driven. I love that. I love how you really broke that down. That's beautiful. So, you. you know, as we... Uh, as we start wrapping up here, what's the best way for people to learn about what you're doing, the work you're doing, and learn perhaps about Heal and Thrive and other, other things you, you have to offer? Thank you. So Heal and Thrive Psychotherapy and Coaching, we do have Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, and our website, heal-thrive.com. And we do post you know, articles, blogs on our website and as well as on our social media. We have, you know, podcasts such as yours. Thank you so much. Um, But we also offer free consultation. You know, I am more than happy to talk to your clients and give them a free consultation to help them see how we can assist them. Whether my husband and I, one of us will reach out and respond to whatever questions you may have. And, you know, walk you through what this is going to look like. That's awesome. So, guys, uh, all the show notes will have the uh, link to the website, but it sounds like it's heal, H-E-A-L hyphen thrive dot com. So that's great. And that's how you get in touch with Dr. Masa and our team and really see that combination, that one two punch, if you will, of getting therapy and emotional support. And then, boom, once you're uh, at what we call sort of a baseline or elevated baseline, even get to thrive and work on your practical strategies and behavioral modifications and really live live that next level of life. So Dr. Masa, thank you again for sharing your, sharing your story about Iran and some of the, the, the tough uh, life that you had there and how we still root for the, the, the people of that beautiful country. And, and I really um, uh, like your model of how you take someone through that journey. And I think the goal is really self-growth, like you talked about, and self-actualization. And, and as we go up like Maslow's hierarchy and just really want to, you know, go beyond basic needs and then going beyond just materialistic uh, wants to really living a, a sort of a guided and a uh, a balanced life that that we're living our truth. And I think that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Exactly. I want everyone to feel what it's like to be truly happy with every moment of their lives. Problems going to come. But it's this feeling of I can handle this and I have the support and the systems in place that help me get through this. I have meaningful, real relationships that makes life worth living. Thank you so much for this time. I appreciate it. Thank you for your listeners and viewers. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Yes, absolutely. All right, guys, please put in the comments below, you know, um, what was an aha moment or takeaway uh, for those of you guys who are listening on the podcast forum. I'd uh, love to appreciate any uh, five-star reviews and share this with a friend or a family member or a colleague if you find this helpful. And again, thanks again for being part of the Limitless Tribe and continue to be phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. 
If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.